drunk with the word. Drunk with the word. Ephesians 5, I don't have too much time, but I, will, I need to go through this quickly. I need to go through this. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, debauchery, in other words, sin. But be filled with the Spirit. Do not, in other words, it's your choice. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord, which we've already done this morning. But the part we are looking at this morning is, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Stand up. Isaiah 50 verse 4. Amen. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. You know what? Let the word of God dwell in you richly, in all wisdom. In other words, be drunk with the word of God. Have you seen a drunk man? When somebody is drunk, he's intoxicated, right? He's under the influence, right? He'll tell you, I don't, they'll try to convince you, don't worry about, about me. I can walk straight. You don't need to support me. I'm okay. But when he takes his step, you can tell. He is under the influence. He is drunk. He tells you, I can control my words. I, I know what I'm saying. But he's speaking a lot and he's revealing secrets that he's never been able to, 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 to reveal to anyone now. He's shouting it for everyone to hear. And he said, why are you telling us this? Are you drunk? He says, no, I'm okay. He, he, he's drunk. But he doesn't know it. His actions change. He's not the man that you know. 
because it is under the influence of alcohol. If you are drunk with the word of God, you won't be able to stop talking about what you are drunk with. Amen? If you are filled with the word, it's going to come out of you. Not only that, it's going to affect your lifestyle. It's going to affect your person. You can't be drunk and intoxicated and the alcohol not having an influence over your lifestyle. Or the way you're living, or the way you're acting. There are those in the church today, like I said earlier on, supposedly they are drunk with God, but they are living a life of fantasy. And many in the church are living according to the flesh. Only according to the flesh. There is no manifestation of God's divine power in their lives. If the word is truly there, you can see the manifestation. But all you see manifesting from Christians, anger, jealousy, bitterness. No prayer life. No study of the word of God. Witnessing is totally gone. They don't even think it. There is no way you can be filled with the word of God and know the will of God without opening your mouth to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is impossible. When you are drunk with God's word, I want to make a case for God's word today. I begin today. I want to make a case for us to return to the road map of life. We really need to return to the word of God. Not only to know the word, but to believe the word and also to live by the word. If you know the word and you are not living by the word, You're not drunk in the Word. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly with all wisdom. It's one thing to know the Word of God. It's one and another thing for the Spirit, the Word of God, to live in you in spirit form so that your life is transformed. To be carnally minded is death. The Bible tells us that. Romans chapter 8, beginning from verse 6. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Most Christians are carnally minded today. There is nothing spiritual there because they don't even know the word. And if they know the word, they are not allowing the word, they are not allowing the word to intoxicate them. To get them drunk so that they can see, people can see what the word is doing in your life. We can tell what alcohol is doing in a person when you see them. Why can't we tell what the word of God, a spirit, alcohol is called spirit, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, spirit. Working, working with that what the spirit that you are full of is doing in you by the way you live, by the words that come out of your mouth. Why can't we tell? I was, uh, I was in a place working all the time, and I got this fellow uh, that worked with me. And I was sorry that he was telling everybody that he's a Christian. He cursed better than a sailor. He, every other word was a curse word. But he was telling everyone he was in the choir. And I was telling, this is going to kill Christianity, this fellow. But somebody stop him. He was constantly cursing. And he, after he had known that, uh, that good luck is my fellow brother, he's my brother in Christ, he could care less. He was cursing all around me. And I was thinking, oh my God, help us. What are we going to do? Everybody's going to think all Christians are like this. Because he sang in the choir. Just because you sing in the choir doesn't mean you really know God. And one day I decided I need to give him a sword. I really need to get this kid. And he was standing by there, cursing away, just cursing. I mean, he was, he was just cursing. And I'm thinking, how can this guy be a Christian and sing in the choir and curse like this? I never heard anything like this. So I told him, I said, uh, fellow, I don't want to name his name, Henry. I said, Henry. Everyone was listening. He turned to look at me because he already told me he was a Christian. I said, did you know that Jesus said we will give account for every idle word that we speak? It was as if something stopped him. He went. He was, and then he said, hey, studying you. I said, don't study me, study the word. Stop cursing. <laughs> when you don't allow the word to really work in your life, you act silly. You know the word, but you're not obeying the word. I remember when Angela and I first got to Houston, I was already saved and sanctified. What's the matter with you guys? Filled with the Holy Ghost. I had never lived in a town like Houston before. I lived in real small towns. I mean, you can drive and you, are where, you get to where you go. Nobody's ever cut me off in the street before. And now I was going to the medical center and this guy cut me off. Because Angela was begging me. I'd say, he cut me off. You're going to die, brother. <laughs> I was so mad. I was pounding the wood, and that guy was in his car like nothing happened. <laughs> and I was killing myself. He was just... Okay. I looked at the moment, if I can get him. All my sanctification wasn't helping me. <laughs> and Angela was, thank God for our wives. Every time it happens, Angela will tell me, look, you need to calm down. I mean, just let them go. No. <laughs> I got to kill that fellow. <laughs> I'll kill him. I'm telling you, I'll kill him. And the word of God will convict me, but I wasn't allowing the word of God to rest in my life. I knew the word. I knew what she was telling me was the truth. All right? and 
I know the scriptures myself. She starts it and I end it for her. Just quoting that scripture. You want to start quoting scripture, Mama? I, I know them. Angela won't do that, but um, I decided one day, let me repent, okay? Let me repent and let God's word take over my life. Grace now says, uh, Daddy, in this, you are not doing this anymore. Okay, so it was bad. You can make an excuse for something in your life, and God will let you go ahead and do it. Hello? God will let you do it. You can have the word of God in you and do nothing about the word and destroy yourself. If I take on one of those bad drivers and he has a gun, what will happen to my life? Pastor got killed in mission. No kidding. I wasn't a pastor then. But God will protect whatever you want to do. The word of God can change your life. But notice what it says. Let the word of God dwell. You have to let the word dwell in you. Nobody can do that for you. Let the word of God dwell in your life. We're all humans. I got things I am, I'm going through myself. We have to change. There are those who are living in fantasy as Christians. They are not going to let the word of God. They don't even know the word. They are always looking to someday that God's going to bring deliverance to them. But see, this person doesn't have a prayer life. They have nothing going on in their lives. They're just hoping. You ask them, he says, you are hang- I'm, hanging out. I'm hanging in there. Well, if you keep hanging, you're going to get tired. You drop someday. Why don't you turn loose and do something about what's happening in your life? You got to do something. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. And I thought as a child. But when I became a grown man, I put away childish things. Many Christians are still being very childish in their way of thinking. You're not getting anything until you do the part that God tells you to do. Get the word of God in you first. And begin to formulate ways in your heart to obey the word of God so that it works for you. It just doesn't work that way. There's got to be manifestation. You know, when I was a new Christian, I was always looking for somebody that's going to prophesy for me. I mean, to me. I went different places because I wasn't feeling too good about I didn't know the word. I had no confidence in myself. I had confidence in all these people, including T.L. Osborne. And I had, I want to see T.L. Osborne. Maybe if I go to T.L. Osborne, if he puts his hand on me, everything is going to be fine. I went to them, they prophesied to me. It doesn't work that way. You may feel good for just a while, maybe in their presence. But when you leave, you got to deal with your issues. What's happening in your home? What's happening in your life? What's happening in your family? What's happening to your children? What's going on in your life? 
Nobody can prophesy anything unto you unless God has already ministered to you. There's no change. You know, I was hearing the story about this man of God. He was preaching anointed. And this fellow came in and he says, man of God, man of God. And he, wants to, he wanted to touch the fellow, this man of God, so that the anointing will come into his life. Well, this man, he spent hours praying before God to get this anointing. Reading the scriptures and doing all of this stuff. You're living in fantasy land. You think you're just touching him. He's going to transfer his anointing into your life. That's a joke. The fellow touched the preacher and he said, what are you doing? He said, well, I just want to touch you so that I can get your anointing. He says, brother, I'm telling you, you ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing. The preacher was telling him, you got nothing. You got to sit under the word. You got to study the word. I gained much confidence. I still respect those individuals. They have their calling. I have my calling. And I stay with my calling. I will support. But they are human beings just like me. I want to be more like them. And more. I want to do more. God show me what they know so that I can do more. But they are not, they're not going to lay their hands on me to, do, to transfer anything. It doesn't work that way. I've tried it. It never worked for me. That's fantasy land. You will continue to struggle until you let the word of God soak your life. You'll continue to struggle with uncertainties, fears, worries. That's because the word of God is not there. Amen? i got to stop here. There's a reason why I'm going this way with the word of God. And I'm going to put this out so next time, maybe next Sunday... God cannot do anything without His Word. God is totally unable to do anything outside His Word. God is completely, if you will allow it, powerless without His Word. He cannot do a thing. That's the only thing he has available to him to accomplish anything, his word. And we have it with us. We have the word with us. So I'm going to be sharing with you how the word is the most important gift God has given to us. And we really need to allow the word of God in us. Be drunk in this word. And let the word begin to flow out of you. Amen? Amen. We're going to take